Welcome to the Epiphany Movement Podcast. To learn more about the Epiphany Movement, visit us online at epiphanymovement.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed today's talk from Pastor Drake Nelson. I have this thing on recording, recording because I've had a couple of people text me and just say, Hey, look, I, I have covid I know somebody that has COVID, can you record it, put it on your podcast? So um, I'll just say we're recording this. And so if you're listening, Miss Cindy, hello. <laughs> good, to, good to have you. Um, and also, I do want to say this, okay? There are a couple announcements that I need to make. One is that we're having something coming up. We're looking to do it on February the 26th, okay? February the 26th. And what we're planning on doing is to have a serve day. We looked at about 50 different pamphlets that you guys filled out over the last four weeks. And you all put, almost everybody, without fail, put serve day, serve day. Survey. There actually were three huge things that came up, but one of them was I would love to do a survey. So that's what we're going to try to do. And I've contacted five different ministries in which you can plug in. Now, with a church, have you seen this to be t- true? 20% of the people do what? 80% of the work. That is absolutely true, okay? Our goal for this survey day is to flip that and to have 100% of the people plug in everybody that can to plug in so here's what we're doing uh, and the reason that i wanted 100 percent of the people to plug in is the same reason i went to five different ministries so you can plug in where you best need it okay one ministry we have if you love the elderly people you like going singing um leading some hymns we're taking a group i believe miss diane and miss Melanie are going to be leading it we're going to go to the greenhouses right there in yazoo city i believe um shelby Cranmore is also out there we're going to visit five different houses we're going to about four to five something like that different hymns we're going to from house to house to house to house just to stop by and we're going to by the way um, um we're going to try our best to meet here at 11 that way we can be everywhere that our destination at 12 o'clock and go from a lunchtime to about 2 30 to 3 o'clock that's our goal to serve all right next place that we have on the radar is a thing called mustard seed so i don't know if you've ever heard of mustard seed miss leanna actually is the one that brought it to my mind so what mustard seed is is that mustard seed is a ministry that actually helps with people with like disabilities special needs specifically and so they take in um several 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 different families i think it's like 30 different kids that they have or like it really wasn't even kids it's just there's people in general and they take them on they help them do life they have a little community there and so they really need our help what they need specifically help with is they are building a back porch and so they said bring your gloves we're going to be doing a lot of work trying to build this thing also moving a lot of bricks for the people who don't know how to build um, so that's if, if you are a build of a building mindset then um, that's a really good place you can plug out plug into third different place you can plug into is a thing called his heart and so I talked with Kat and I also talked with Miss Leanna about this and I think they too are going to be the ones who lead this but is an inner city ministry that takes kids from the ages of all the way to seven from all the way until they're 15. It takes them, and after school, they don't have anywhere to go. Normally, they just go home and sit there. So it takes them, and it teaches them about Jesus, gives them a meal to eat, and it's an after-school program. But they need a lot of help, too, just around the kids with cleaning up, things like that. And, hey, I, I, love, I love not having enough chairs. Isn't that awesome? Uh, it's awesome in a way. 
until you're the one standing up, and I guess it's not awesome anymore. Oh, there. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, Jeff. And so the next two, the next two ways to get plugged so in. Inner city, so, so okay, yeah, yeah. So the inner city, what 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 we're gonna do is um, they have an inner city program in which they take kids and after school they take them, bring them there, feed them, teach them about Jesus, make sure they get all their homework done, and they have tutors that come every single day and tutor these kids. And it's, it's like we have served. What? How many years have we serving that? Three, I think, is what we spent. And um, so, anyways, I texted and reached out to Paula. That's kind of how we met, anyways. But um, long story short, it's a it's a it's a good ministry, and we will be going there. We'll be going there the same Saturday, and we will not be working specifically with kids. It will be stuff that they need example like uh, I know they're in a church that needs a lot of work on the interior so we'll kind of be doing like hands-on stuff like that we'll also be organizing a bunch of their books things like just Miss Paula said I got tons of stuff that I need done will you help me I said yes we will so um, and Miss Paula's the one that's over that okay so the fourth and the fifth thing this these are absolutely not places that we're gonna go okay these are just ministries that need to be done so the third the fourth and the fifth um, it's a ministry called Cornerstone Ministries. What they do is they take women who have just gotten out of prison. They take them in, and they like it's a it's a period that they go. They try to get them jobs, kind of get them back back acclimated in society. And I said, hey, well, is, well, what can we do? What can you? What do you need? She said, we need clothes for these women. And so that being said, if you could, or if you would want to, bring some clothes that you have, maybe that you, you don't wear anymore, or that you um, that you've gotten so small you can't fit into anymore. <laughs> all right. So bring 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 those, and um, and, and they need them. And so this this is secondhand, but this is really what it is. And the last one is a food drive. It's um, once again, this is actually for the mustard seed. Mustard seed said, "Look, if you can do anything." Um, bring us some food because we, we really need that. So I said, okay, we'll do that and we'll come. So we're going to try to do that. Um, so anyways, that's all. That's everything that we're doing. We're actually going to take, I think, three people. Wait, actually, yeah, okay. You're, uh, so I'll, I'll mention the very last one. Um, the very last one is specifically for, uh, uh, babe, what's it called? You know more than I do. It's the one that takes it's the cars. The one that takes the cars. Anybody know? It's the Mercy, um, Mercy House. Mercy House. Okay, so I called Mercy House. They said, "I said, what do you need?" They said, "Well, if you have any mechanics that could work on a car, that would be great because we have a couple of cars and we need some oil change, we need some tires done, um, plugged." Do you have any mechanics that could work on that? And I said, "Absolutely." And so I think we're going to try to take three mechanics to that. So I, I you. Be really, you'd be good at all of them, so I mean, you know, whatever. But I do know Mr. Tim um, is the one that's going to try to be leading that. So I'm um, excited about that. And I think um, if, if that's something that you're interested in, you can be one of the three and we'll take you. So, anyways, once again, our goal is not to be 20% of the people doing 8% of the work, but to be 100% of the people doing 100% of the work. So invite people, um, come February 26th, just want to make that announcement. And then also wanted to make this announcement. I, I'm sorry, am I boring you with announcements? I know we need to get started today, but uh, this is an important announcement. I met with um, a lady today. Her name is Dr. Kusha. And uh, on that 
paper, the second most popular thing that was filled out, and this was specifically true of the women, was community. Community, 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 community. I would like to have once a month, once every other month, just to get together with people my age, with, you know, with, with women, and like hang out. You know, that'd be awesome. And so um, I remember we met with a family group, and this was a little while ago, and I said, hey, look, game night really didn't work out. <laughs> I mean, Kat just took all of um, She won every game. It just wasn't fair anymore. I'm just kidding. But um, what, what, what we going to try to do is just do something else. And so what we decided to do is to do something where we have, like, maybe a little breakfast and then have a little fellowship hall, maybe a little arts and crafts, and then have someone come in and just give a lesson, just come and speak. And so Dr. Kusha, she is 55. I believe she is awesome. I mean, I can't tell you how awesome this girl, I mean, this woman is. Like, she is phenomenal. Not only is she a good, like, speaker, but she's not, like, a sermon giver. She she will draw you in. She, like, a lot of participation, but she will impact your life. When I say she will impact your life, she will give you practical tips that, like, help you every single day. It, it, like, I am so excited. It's going to be so phenomenal, and I'm going to come. Even though it's a woman's conference, I will be there, okay? Or a woman's breakfast. I will be there. <laughs> I'll sit in the back, okay? But um, anyway, so for that, invite your friends. Just when We want to know that. We do not have a date picked out. It's going to be some day in February, but I want to hear from you, okay? I want to hear from you. If you would like a Saturday, let me know that. If you would like a weekday, let me know that. If you would like a Sunday evening, let me know that, okay? So after today, here's what I want everybody to do, okay? If you're a girl, come up to me and say, hey, look, I think this would be a really good day. Saturday, Friday, uh, a weekday, Sunday. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even have to be a breakfast. It can be any time, but let me know. And some A, fe- a day in February, we're going to do that. And I'm, i got to get back with her, but she's game for it, and I'm super pumped up about that. And um, so uh, that's not really all my announcement. The, that's all I'm going to make for now. Okay, is that good? Y'all good? We good? Everybody, any questions? A lot of, lot of stuff coming up. But I'm excited about that, and uh, that's, that, that, that's, a, that's a good sign. Okay. I am going to review a little bit, and um, I'm not only going to review for our wonderful guests, Mr. John and Ms. D, but I'm going to review for everybody so that everybody can get back caught up to where we are. Hey, Miss Amy, how are you? I mean, can you smell it yet? No? Uh, no? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, man. All right. So where we are at is we are talking about the book of Revelation. And the book of Revelation is not a very hard book to understand. It really isn't. Now, why do you say that? Why do you say the book of Revelation isn't very hard to understand? Well, in general practice, I think Mark Twain said it like this. He said, the most difficult books in the Bible for me is not the ones that I don't understand. The most difficult books in the Bible is the ones that I do understand and I don't practice. And that is very true. You want to know something hard? Okay, go read James. James says, learn to control your tongue, doesn't he? That... Anybody got that figured out yet? No, right? Nobody does. That, that, that's hard. Revelation, we can get a general idea about what it is. I was talking to Dr. Kusha when I was in there. Uh, she was teaching class. I was just preparing for my talk tonight. I was opening up. She said, hey, what you read? I said, Revelation. She said, well, what's one thing that you learn? And here's what I said. I said, Dr. Kusha, the biggest thing I learned is don't read commentaries. Just read the Bible for yourself. Okay, that's, that's the biggest thing. I said, but number two is when you don't understand something, that's okay. And that's really so true. When you don't understand something, that's okay. Don't get bogged down in that. 
Just skip, just go on. Just get what you do understand. So here's what we do understand about Revelation, okay? We do understand that when we say Revelation, the one word that comes to mind is what? Yes, very good. Everybody give yourself a pat on the back unless you didn't say it, but don't give yourself a pat on the back. Now, when you think about tribulation, it comes in three different sources. What are they, Mr. John? Do you remember? I know. I'll put you on the spot. Okay, what was it? Beginning, middle, and end. Oh, gosh, you're so good. Absolutely. Yes, yes, very good. Okay, somebody else give me a three different sources of tribulation. They come to us. They come, no, 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 that, that, that's the rapture theory. We're going to get there, all right? So, one, it has to do with an envelope. This actually got an Oh, very good, yeah. Now you remember, we got it. Okay, very good, very good. All right. I didn't ask the question very well, so that, there's that. Okay, so we had the seals. Now, what's so significant about the seals? Who can't open it in the, in the Bible? Well, you can't. Yeah, you can't open it. But can you open it, Mr. Jim? No. But can you open it, Mr. Matt? No. Nobody can open the, 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 the seal. It's actually a scroll, like an envelope. But there's one person in all of heaven. And after a long time of waiting, one person can open the seal. Now heaven's throwing a party. Yeah. And what did they say when they're throwing the party? They said, behold, the lamb who was slain, guess what? He can and is worthy to do what? To open the seal. And so he opens the seal. And how many seals is in this? Seven. Oh, it was a trick. Who said that? Did you say that? It was a trick. Give me some. Give me some. High five. It was a trick. I was thinking you were going to say six, but you didn't. You said seven. Yes, very good. There's seven seals. But of those seven, what's significant? What's, what, what's kind of the thing? Okay, the thing is, is that all seven, do they all happen in a row? No, 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 no. It happens, yes, very good. It has six of them do happen in a row. The lamb breaks the first seal. The lamb breaks the second seal. The lamb breaks the third seal. The lamb breaks the fourth seal. The lamb breaks the fifth seal. And I want to draw your attention, okay? You listen to me now, Barry. This is, wake up now. All right, you up. All right, here we go. All right, here, all right. When the lamb breaks the fifth seal, what happens? You probably don't know because this, this is the first time I'm going to teach you about this. It's something really cool. In heaven... There are people under the altar of God. And the people who are under the altar of God look back up to God. And here's what they say. Lord, will you not avenge us? Will you not bring justice to us? For we have been martyred in our lives. And it's time that you bring us justice. And the Lord looks back at the people and he says, it's not yet time. It's not yet time. Now this may seem like it's not very important. I mean, okay, whoop de doo Here's why it's important. All right. So somebody raise your hand. Will I remember my husband or will I remember my wife in heaven? Raise your hand. Okay. Have you ever wondered that is what I'm saying? If you've ever wondered that, raise your hand. Will I remember my husband? Will I remember my wife? I'll say a lot more people doing this and this, but which is the same answer. Okay, good. Good, yeah. Here we go. All right. So will you or will you not? Because Jesus said you wouldn't either be married or given in marriage, right? Did he not? He said that. Do you remember when he said that? Yep, he said that in his gospels. Here's how you know that you will remember. Because do you see how in, cha- in, the, in, the, in the fifth seal, they remembered what? They remembered their life back on earth. Because what were they done? What, what happened to them on earth? They were what? Persecuted. They were persecuted. But not only were they persecuted, because persecution can come in different forms. They were what? Slain. They were slain. Absolutely. 
And did they remember that? Absolutely they did. And they called that, hey, look, we, we were done wrong. Bring us justice. So we will have memory. That's very important to know. We will have memory in heaven. Some people wanted it, okay? So we go on to the sixth seal. Sixth seal happens, but then we have a break. Then we have a break. And then we have, finally, what happens in the, the, in, the, in the little break between the sixth and the seventh. Do you remember? It has to do with a big, 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 big number. Oh, what? There's 144,000. So what happens? Okay, now here is when we can get bogged down in the specific. This is the first specific that we can get bogged down in. Here's the specific, Mr. Matt. Is the 144,000 literal or symbolic? Is it literal meaning there will be 144,000 people? Or is it symbolic meaning that it will be a broad range of people from all over the world? Here's the thing. Let's don't get bogged down in it. Let's don't get bogged down in it. Because... Biblically, biblically speaking, we all have our thoughts. But does anyone know 100% for sure? It's hard to know 100% for sure. I see you kind of like, going like it's, it's symbolic. You think it's symbolic? Yeah, okay. Right hand for your symbolic. Okay, okay. Very good, very good. I lean towards symbolic, okay? I, I, I do lean towards symbolic. But let's not get bogged down to it like that's a literal. That's okay, okay? That, that's fine. I mean, you could probably convince me otherwise. But let's, guess what we're not going to do? We're not going to get bogged down in it. What are we going to do? We're going to bring out an application of that. What's the application of the 144,000? The application is this, is that those 144,000, guess what they're getting on their forehead? A big mark. And what's the mark going to be? It's going to be the seal of God. And so what will happen then? All the rest of these trumpets, bowls, persecutions, guess what? They're, they're not going to have locusts that look like lions and shoot fire. Guess what they're not going to hit? The people with the mark. Okay? Now, why is that important? Because, well, if I'm living and I see a bunch of people got marks in their hand that they just randomly like, okay, that's a cool birthmark, and I don't have one, I mean, that might, that, that, that might be a problem. Why do I do that? Okay, God, you know, please let me be a Christian, right? Yeah, that would be a problem. All right, and then the seventh seal happens, okay? When the seventh seal happens, oh, and then what happens after the seventh seal? We have seven more things, but what are they? Trumpets. All right, and trumpets are the same thing. There's six of them all in a row, and then there's a break, and then there's the last one. So there's seven trumpets. But what is the break in this one? Does anybody remember? The break is the, anybody remember this? Two Witnesses, very good. So it's the two witnesses. Now, why is this important? Well, the two witnesses, they come. Who are they? So we can get bogged down again, but don't get bogged down. It's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. We don't know who they are. We don't know what they are. Here's what we do know they're going to do. They're going to turn some blood into water or some water into blood. Yeah, water into blood. Okay, so they'll do that. Who, by the way, did that in the Bible? About a guy by the name of... Moses. Yeah, Moses. Very good, very good. And they're also going to go fire down from the heavens. And who did that? Anybody know? Elijah. Yeah, Elijah did that. So we, we don't know there's going to be the two that are going to be Moses and Elijah, but it's at least possible. Okay, you see that? But we're not going to get bogged down with that. Here's what we're going to learn from it. We're going to learn our application is what? Before the Antichrist comes, which is going to be later on in chapter 15, guess what? Two witnesses are going to come, and the two witnesses are going to preach to everybody. And as they preach to everybody, guess what? Who's going to kill them? Don't say the Antichrist because that'd be a trick question. That'd be a trick question. It's actually, they call them the beast from out of the middle of the earth. Another translation says, a beast from the bottomless pit. So we don't know who that's going to be. We really don't. Could it be the Antichrist? It's possible. 
Could it be the devil? Yes, yeah, possible. Could it be a terrible leader? It's possible. Could it be the king of the demons? It's possible. But here's what we do know. We do know that before the mark of the beast comes, before it really starts to get terrible, we will see them. And they will be in Jerusalem. And somebody will have killed them, the beast out of the earth, whatever that means, actually out of the bottomless pit of the earth. They will kill them. And they will set them in Jerusalem. And after three days of being dead, everybody's going to see them dead. And everybody's going to see them do what? Rise to the rise of God. And actually, the scripture says that God calls them up to him. And they're like, oh, okay, you're alive now. That's going to be crazy. So when you see that, get, get okay. Stock up on ammo, right? Stock up on ammo and toilet paper. But until then, I think we're good, all right? So what, what happens after that? Well, then the main chapters of which Revelation hinges on come. And what are those main chapters? Somebody tell me, huh? Okay, uh, you got one right. What did you say? Oh, I love you so much. Yes, I'm telling you, if Mr. Donnie... I'm telling you, that look, hi, yeah, like, what, 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 what was that guy there? Y'all walking down the street and he looked at you and he went like this, you know what I'm talking about, or something like that. I don't know, you know what I'm talking about? Like, shame, shame, shame. He's walking down New Orleans, yeah, okay, right, right. Smart now. 11 through 15, everybody. 11 through 15, okay. So, what's significant about 11 through 15? Does anybody know? Well, everything happens. That's what's significant. What's one of those everything that happens? Well, let's get um, first. There's three people that's going to come. Who are those three people? Does anybody know? The devil. Okay, yes, but what is he going to be personified as? Dragon. Oh, yeah, Mr. Bill, you call that still trap mine right there. All right, and then what's going to happen? It's going to be somebody else. Yes, very good, very good. Why they will trust all right, and who else? Oh, the woman will come. Did you say that? Who said that? Woman, 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 woman. Okay. All right. Well, a woman will come, but who's the next one? I heard it. Yes. But what? Yes, very good. Okay. He has one more name that's given in Revelation. There's two names for him. He's called the false prophet, yes, but he's also called the what? No, 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 no. That's in First John. The Revelation gives one more name. It's called the... The second. The second oh, yeah, very good, very good. Yeah, okay, exactly. That was a trick question, but very good, okay? All right, so you're like, well, what's, it's called the second beast. It's called the false prophet. Well, I mean, who is this dude? Well, he's actually given different names, okay? What does John and First John call him? Anybody remember? The Antichrist. Very good. What does Paul call him in Second Thessalonians? Do you remember? The man of very good, Cat. And then what does Jesus call him? He doesn't call him by anything. All he says is many false what will come. Many false prophets will come claiming to be who? Claiming to be him. Yes, very good, very good. That will be the sign. Now, let me now this is new information, everybody. New information. Jesus calls something called the abomination of desolation. Do you remember reading that in your homework last week? The abomination of desolation. He talks about that in the three chapters in all four Gospels that he talks about the end times. So do you remember the, four, the three Gospels that talk about the end times from Jesus? 
Jesus has three chapters dedicated to the end times. What are they? Anybody know? First one's Matthew what? Yep. Yes, very good. And then we go to Mark what? Mark 13. And then there was one that I did not give you at the beginning. That is my fault, but I kept reading and I finally found it. And it's Luke what? Luke, no, almost. Okay, 13 plus 8? 21. Very good, very good. Okay, so those are the three chapters that Jesus talks about the end times. Okay, and he uses one terminology from Daniel called the abomination of desolation. Has it ever happened? Has it happened yet? Real quick, real quick. Maybe. 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 I want to give you one example of my maybe. In about 40 B.C., what does B.C. mean? Before Christ, okay? About 40 B.C., there was a guy by the name of Antiochus Epiphanes. Have you ever heard of that name? Antiochus Epiphanes. Well, here's what he did. He hated the Jews. I mean, he wasn't probably on Hitler's level, but he really hated them. And here's how much he hated them. He hated them so much that he went to the temple one day. He kicked all the Jews out of the temple, and he knew the Jews hated Pork chops. Why do they hate pork chops? Because they had split hooks and they couldn't eat what? Anything with split hook. So swine was a what? A no-go. Now why would Jesus not why would God in the Old Testament make swine a no-go? Does that make any sense to you? I mean, why would he do that? That just that's silly. You want to know a real practical reason why? Because if you don't have heating and cooling and you're traveling for 40 years in the wilderness and you kill a pig, what's well, going to go bad about, I don't know, 30 hours? A, a pig, yeah. Yeah, you want to try to ice that thing? You want to try to put dross off on that? No, uh-uh, it ain't going to work. So perhaps it was just a measure to keep them safe. But nevertheless, they couldn't eat swine. So all Jews, they hated what? Hated pigs. And so Antiochus Epiphanes knew this. So what did he do? He brings pigs, puts them on the altar, and slaughters them. And you know what is written down in the history books? It says this, that, and this is never used outside the Bible, except for one time it's in this example. It says that Antiochus Epiphanes committed abomination of desolation in the temple of God. That's not a Christian who wrote that, or a Jew. That's a historian who wrote that in 40 B.C. Antiochus Epiphanes committed an abomination, abomination of desolation. Crazy stuff. So has it already happened? Perhaps. Perhaps. Here's what I would say. Probably not. Probably not. Now, why do you say that? Because read Mark 13, read Luke 21, read Matthew 24, and Jesus was born in 40 B.C. or what? When was he born? Does anybody know? About? Five B.C. About zero. Yeah, about five B.C., four B.C., three B.C., zero B.C. You know, he was born there. And so when Jesus told him about it, he says, hey, a day's coming. Abomination of desolation is on its way. Now you tell me what's before, three B.C. or 40 B.C.? What comes What comes first? Well, the 40 B.C. becomes first. So do you see, do you see how Antiochus Epiphanes had committed this? But then Jesus talks about it in a future event later on down the road. That's why I don't think that Antiochus Epiphanes did it. But it, it is possible, but it's not probable. Does this make sense? Okay, It's probably still today a future event. Nevertheless, here we go. When is, um, we got the second beast, we got the beast, we got the dragon. So here's a question. What in, your, in, in here, I want you to raise your hands. Okay, everybody, so Mr. David um, is going to raise your hand. Mr. Dan, if you want to warm up your arm real quick, that'd be cool too. Okay, so everybody in here, um, everybody in here, 
raise your hand, okay? If you are a pre-trib, if you think pre-trib is the way to go, I want you to raise your hand. And Raven's like, okay, you are so modest, all right? Thank you, all right? I love the boldness. It's like, I'm the only one. Mr. John back there sweating because he wants to raise his hand real sometimes. Like He's like, I'm not going to be the only one. All right, I got you. All right, mid-trib, any mid-trib in here? Any mid-trib? Okay, all right. Any post-trib? Want to be bold? Post-trib? Okay, nobody really wants to be bold. Okay, I saw you. Okay. Okay, so you know, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what I believe. Anybody want to say that? I don't know what I believe. Okay, a couple of people. All right, very good. Well, you may not know what you are. You may not even know that you don't know. But let me just tell you, here's what they all three mean. Tribulation is coming because revelation means what? Well, I mean, it doesn't really mean it, but when you think of revelation, think what? Yes, tribulation. So tribulation is coming. The question is, will we be healed? By, by definition, here's how I define rapture. By definition, rapture is simply us being with Jesus. That's what rapture is. It's us in our bodies being in Jesus. When you die, you'll be with Jesus, won't you? Right? But you will be out of your body. Rapture, it, I may come up with a better definition one day, but for now, that's what I got. Rapture, us being with Jesus in our bodies. It's coming. It is coming. The question is, will it come before the tribulation, mid, during tribulation, or after the tribulation is done? There are Bible verses for all. We've talked about them several times. We've talked about not only will they be here, but also when they will leave. We talked about the pre, the mid, and the post. Now, let me say this. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. It is clear through Scripture. In my opinion, you don't have to hold this opinion. I may change my opinion one day, and that's okay, right? We don't have to agree on everything. We don't. We don't. That's okay. But it is clear that there will be Christians throughout the endurance of the tribulation. Why? Because God continuously says, endure. My saints are persecuted. They're going to be martyred. Endure. All my holy people, just stay calm. The Antichrist is going to deceive people. All this kind of stuff, right? It goes over and over and over again. So what does that tell us? Well, that tells us that probably, probably, I'd say like 99%, sure, that Christians will be through there. Now, so should that make us believe in post-trib then? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It makes it, pop, makes it possible, but here's an option. Here's something that you can, here's what you can say, okay? Which one are you? Which one am I on post? Oh. Okay, so here we go, here we go, here we go. So if but that doesn't mean that if people disappear, you don't think that would make some non-believers go, I missed that boat. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> missed that boat. Yes, I think so. Absolutely. That's what we're getting at, okay? So here's the, here, here's the thing, okay? Tribulation. All right. So if we know Christians are coming, all there's going to be Christians here, 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 here. What we have to ask is exactly that. Were there Christians caught up, and then they said, what did you say? I missed the, the float. No, I'm just kidding. I missed the boat, right? So they said, hey, I missed the boat on this. I need to become a Christian. But guess what else? How else they can get saved? There's two what? Two witnesses that are going to come, right? So they're going to come sometime in here. All right, so, so it, but never, don't, don't matter how they get saved, the point is, do they get saved sometime, and this is how they're Christians, or were they saved the whole time, and there was none of this? Both possible, okay, both possible. Now, let me say this. All three are possible. All three are possible. 
Only one is correct. Only one is correct. If Jesus was in here, guess what? We know which one. Okay, it'd be awesome. It'd be really, really good. But you're shoving me, and so there's one's right. We don't know. Three options. Think for yourselves. All right. Very, very good. Very, very good. So how does it end? That's the story that we want to know. And that's what we really want to get down to. How does it all end? And it all ends with the bowls. This gets really, really bad. If you're looking at your sheet that I gave you the other day, you may have it, you may not have it, and if you don't have it, don't worry about it because I was going to give it to you along with about some more sheets. All right, in a little nice folder. You can get that next week. Next week, well, 400% sure of me. Last week, no, okay. I don't, nothing's 100% except math and taxes, all right? So it will probably be our last week. And what are we going to talk about next week? Does anybody know? I mentioned it last, the week before. <laughs> the millennium, the thousand year reign. Okay, that's what we're going to talk about, right? But if you have your sheet, I want to draw your attention to the very, the seals, 25% of everything done. Yes, buddy, go ahead. Yeah, okay, very good. Okay, wow. All right, this one, they don't make me uh, valedictorian. All right, anybody want to get these? All right, here's some. Okay, here you go, D. Um, and then y'all can just pass it over. You know. It's jolly good time. It's jolly good time, D. Good day. Okay, so you see the seals. The seals, death kills 25% of all people. That's crazy, all right? 25% of people. But then the trumpets, it gets worse. How many people get killed? 33%. 33% of the fish die. 33% of the ships are destroyed. One third, 33% of the sun's dark. One third of the moon. You get all the trumpets, one third, one third, one third. The bowls, what does it say? It says everyone. Everything. Everywhere. is going to get the worst. But here's what it gets the worst, okay? I want to call your attention, if you have your Bibles open, to Revelation Chapter 16, and we're going to go all the way to verse 12. This is going to be crazy, y'all. This is going to be absolutely mind-boggling. Okay, so do you know how we talked about there's six seals, then a space, then the seven? We are going to be in between the six and the space. That's where we're going to be operating in these verses. So here we go, all right? Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great Euphrates River, and it dried up, okay, that's cool, so that the kings from the east could march their armies towards the west without hindrance. And I saw three evil spirits that looked like frogs leap from the mouth of the dragon. Have we heard about the dragon? Yes, you have. And by the way, who is the dragon? You can do your own research, but if you do your own research, it will lead you to chapter 12, and in chapter 12, you'll say, hey, the dragon is the old serpent, the one called Satan, the deceiver, the one who's been deceiving since the very beginning. So you know that's the devil. So it starts there. It's going to be the dragon, and then the beast. We don't know who the beast is. And then it says, and the false False prophet. We've talked about all three of them, right? Those are the three big people. They are demonic spirits who work miracles, so we do know that they're going to work miracles, and they go out to the rulers of the world to gather them for the battle against the Lord on the great day of judgment day of the God Almighty. And then he gives a look. Um, I will come unexpectedly and thief a nice blessing all those who are watching for me who keep their clothing ready so that they will not have to walk around naked and ashamed. What does that mean for us? It means, hey, look, let's be prepared for the last days. Why are we doing this study? 
Why are we doing this study? Is it to get smarter? No, absolutely not. Why are we doing the study? I promise it's not to get smarter. The reason we are doing the study is for that verse right there. Let's let, let let's keep our candle burning. Let's be prepared for this because we don't want to be. I mean, what do you say? I'd rather I'd, I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. I'd rather be prepared and not need it than not be prepared and need it. Right. So we're going to say prepared. Verse sixteen. It says this. And the, the, the demonic spirits gathered all the rulers and their armies to a place with the Hebrew name Armageddon. So they are about to go to battle. I'll pick up in the next verse. Then the seventh angel poured out the bowl onto the air and the mighty. What? Are you kidding me? It leads us all the way out to this battle. And we get to this great battle scene where all the hearts are going and marching against the earth. And then you're like, oh, you're on the edge of your seat. like, okay, what's about to happen with this battle? And it says, oh, yeah, chapter seven, and the seventh bowl did this. You're like, you're so mad. You're so mad. If you've ever been mad at scripture, you're mad right then. All right, so hear me. All right, hear me, hear me. All right, Battle of Armageddon. Is it, is it an actual war? Is it an actual war where angels and men and nations go to battle demonic versus non-demonic? Angelic. All right. Or is it, second option, spiritual, does anybody know what I'm going to say? Warfare. Okay. Or is it spiritual war? No, but there's also a third option. Okay. And I, and I, 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 want, you, I want you to come up with this, okay? I want you to go to Revelation 13, chapter 7. Revelation 13, chapter 7. And I want you to give me the third option. Verse 7. Verse 7. Chapter 13, verse 7. And you give me this third option. Huh? Yeah, believers and non-believers, but what happens in verse 7? What happens? Somebody's going to get persecuted. Saints overcome them. Yeah, okay. Saints to overcome them. Okay. Okay. And the authority was given them over every tribe and tongue. Okay, let me look what you're all looking. All right. Okay, I'm going to read this. And the beast was allowed to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. And he was given authority to rule over every tribe and people and language and nation. So what do we get from that? We get that the, the somebody, this beast, he's going to be allowed to wage war against God's holy people. Do you see that? He's going to be allowed to wage war against God's holy people. Now, listen very closely. Listen very closely. Here it is. Okay. When Paul goes to Damascus, do you remember this story? Jesus comes to him in a vision and asks him what question? Why are you persecuting me? Paul, Paul, why are you persecuting me? Did he say, why are you persecuting Christians? He said, why are you persecuting who? Me. Okay, when Jesus is giving the Sermon on the Mount, he says, whatever you do for the least of these, you have also done unto me, for me. Absolutely. Whenever people are persecuted, God's holy people are persecuted, Jesus is being persecuted. So is this what that means? Is this what it means? Go into battle against the Lord. Is this what it means? That there will be a mass persecution, okay? A mass persecution of Christians. It could be, okay? Do you see where I'm going with this? Do you see where I'm getting that from? Okay. All three are possible. Um, I'm just going to write persecution, and you can put mass or persecution. Okay, there we go. Alrighty. 
past persecution. Let's see where we want to go from here. Y'all, y'all learn anything? Kind of like relearning some stuff. Kind of like getting some, some. I mean, I mean, hopefully, my hope is this: is that by now, by now, it's all making sense. It's all gonna come in. You can get a full picture. That's my hope. All right. Now, I want to finish by saying this. Okay, I'm gonna finish by saying this, and I'm not gonna actually finish. I got one more thought after this, but um, this is pretty much gonna be it. Okay. <clears throat> What will the beast do? What will the beast do? This is very important, okay? We know a little bit about what the dragon's going to do, but what will the beast do? This is very, very, very important. <clears throat> he will rule over all nations. Say, so Drake, where do you get this? Do you remember when you just read in verse 13, 7? It said he was given authority over what? Every nation, every tongue, every tribe, every language. And then, where we just read about when they went to war, you see when they went to war, they did what? And when they went to war, they said, I'm going to gather all nations. Now, a lot of people think this. You hear this? I mean, have you ever heard this before? <clears throat> and I'm not making fun of country people, but I'm making fun of country people. All right. Well, I tell you what, we're the longer out of the other, the closer we're getting to a one world government. Uh, Bible speaks about one world government. You ever heard the Bible talk about one world government? It's all getting here. Have you ever heard someone say that? Of course you have. Have you ever said that? Why? Well, <laughs> you know, yeah, probably so, right? Okay, is it actually one world government? Yes, I'm trying to. Yes, very good. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> a one world government. Yes. Okay. You have you ever heard that being said? A one world. Okay. Here's the thing, okay? A, a one, yeah, a, a new world order, yeah. You've probably heard that, okay? So here's the thing, okay? A lot of people think that's biblical. It's really not. Listen to me now. Listen to me. Do y'all hear when it says every nation, every tribe, every language? He brings them all together. So will it be one government ruling the world according to Revelation? Absolutely not. There will still be kingdoms, there will still be nations, there will still be governments. But who will rule over them all? There will be one ruler that is over them all. Who will it be? It's going to be the beast. We don't know who that is, but it's going to be the beast, okay? It's going to be the beast. Different governments, one ruler over them all, called the beast, okay? What else do we know about the beast? Here's what we know. We know that he's going to have a terrible injury. And when he has his terrible injury, his head will be injured. And then the second beast is going to do something amazing. He's going to do what? He is going to heal his head. Do you remember reading this in the Bible? He's going to heal his head. It's going to be, huh, this dude's about to die. He's about to perish. Oh, wait a minute. He's going to be healed. It's going to be miraculous. And when this happens, when this happens, what does it mean? There's two options, okay? There's two options. When it says that he's about to die and his head is damaged, is that a physical? Is it physical? Like his head really is like cut open and, and, and he somehow mysteriously, miraculously heals it. It's possible. Or is it that a kingdom, that his kingdom is taken from him and somehow he miraculously saves it? Both are possible, okay? Now you say, well, how do you relate head to kingdom? Don't forget, all the answers, all the answers, well, not all, a lot of answers are found in what chapter of the Bible? 17. 
17. If you're like, I don't know what this means, I need an answer, go chapter 17. You will find a ton. And in chapter 17, you will see what a, a head is related to a kingdom. A head is related to a kingdom. Okay? Now, um, here's where it gets... My whole point has been to lead up to this next phrase, okay? Can a Christian take the mark of the beast? Can a Christian take the mark of the beast? We know what it's going to look like. We know that the Antichrist is going to come. All right. You know, no. How, how many people say no? Can a Christian take the mark of the beast? No. Okay, no, 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 no. Right. How many people say yes, they can be deceived, okay? Anybody? No, no, no. Branch out of him. Okay, now, my goal was to prove this to be known. Like, that's where I set out. Like, I set out, like, this is going to be known, negative. But I want to tell you what I found. I found that I'm not convinced one way or the other that I don't know. I want to show you two passages. I'm going to take you to two pa passages and then we'll leave, okay? First, turn with me um, to Mark chapter 13. Um, Mark chapter 13, I don't know exactly. Mark chapter 13, verse 22, I'm sorry. 13, 22. 13, 22. 13, 22. Even the elect, it's possible. Exactly. You see that right there? Is it, are you saying you don't know whether it's possible? That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Verse 13, 22. Let me say this. For a false... Messiah, this is Jesus talking. Okay, if you ever, if you're reading, you ever see red in your Bible, that means that the 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 publishers of your Bible think that it was probably Jesus talking. Okay, twenty-two. For false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform signs and wonders, so they will go and work miracles. So that is coming one day. So as to deceive, and then it says, if possible. So it may not be possible. It may be if possible, even God's chosen. Ones. Do you see that right there? Even God's chosen ones. So you say, well, Drake, that's still like it's up in the air. Now I want you to turn one more place. I want you to go to Luke chapter 21, verse 18. Luke chapter 21, verse 18. 21, verse 18. Here's what 21, verse 18 says, okay? It says this. It, it, remember, Luke 21 is what? Uh, you erased it. Luke 21 is one of those verses that Jesus has. It's Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. Luke 21, verse, um, what did I say, 18? Okay, here's what it says. It's talking about the end times. Um, but not a hair of your head will do what? Perish. Do you see? That's a huge word right there. That's different than die. Perish. Perish. That is an eternal death, right? You see that? Perish. How would you say perish in uh, Afrikaans? I don't even know. Any, any idea how to say perish in Afrikaans? It's like eternal death? I put you on the spot. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fahan. So they will not Fahan, right? I probably said that was super, super wrong, right? But they will not experience eternal, eternal death. That's so cool. And in the context, he's talking about in the end times, they will try to kill him, but they will what? Not one hair on the head experience eternal death, okay? So the point is this, is that if possible, yeah, not, not going to perish, okay? 
So will they be able to be deceived? Will they be able to accept the mark? Will they be able to... Um, um, let me tell you where I lean. I lean a Christian? Absolutely not. I believe uh, that's where, it's, where I lean. But, it, but, but if you had a good argument, you could probably persuade me. Okay? Uh, um, that's all. That is a whole lot. We have covered a whole lot to, tonight. We have reviewed a whole lot tonight. Mr. John, thank you so much for coming. I hope I didn't talk too fast. I normally do, so, I mean, they, they can't understand me, so, you know, I mean. Um, D, thank you for coming. I, I, we love having you all here. Everybody is so glad to see you. Thank you so much for coming. Look, I hope to see you Sunday. I hope to see you Sunday. I pray that we'll see you Sunday. I'm super excited about it. Cat always tells me, Drake, I wish you would preach. I wish you would preach on Sundays, sometimes, like you do on Wednesdays, right? Like, don't do any commentary work. You just, like, read the Bible and then tell me what you read, okay? And this is going to be that Sunday I told you. I'm like, you're going to like this Sunday, man. I'm just reading the Bible, and I'm, like, explaining it. So, I mean, I, I, I like those kind of sermons. But, um, anyway, so that's that's what we have in store for this Sunday. I'm super pumped about it. I hope you will be here. I hope you're super pumped up about everything God's doing, not only in our church, but in your life. By the way, don't forget, serve day coming up, serve day coming up, and then also we have uh, excellent, excellent opportunities today, May 22, last day. So if you have anything that you want to bring, drop them to that thing, May 22. So anyways, all right, well, let's pray, and we'll be gone. God, thank you for everything that you gave us. Thank you for letting us be here, God. I pray that um, that we would that we would study your word, that we would learn your love word, and we'd fall in love with your word because God, it alone can be a light into our our our, our feet and a light into our path, God, so that we may not sin against you. So please illuminate this into our hearts. Let us learn this. Let us memorize some of this. Let us dig in. God, I pray that we would just every day fall in love with you over and over and over again. God, please grow us in our faith, grow us in our love for you, God, and help us go out and serve our community, God. But more than all, more than all, more than all, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. We take it for granted every day, some of us, me particularly. But thank you so much. We are not worthy, but yet you love us that much. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen.